Hello, folks, and welcome back to the fourth and goal podcast. We are now reviewing. What is it now? Week three. Week three game results. Week yeah. three game results. I don't. I, the whole week thing, college football right now, is a mess because like it's week three for us. Right. It's week six for whatever ESPN has. Big Ten starts week one in mm-hmm. two weeks. Just the Corona football year is just something else when it comes to what week it is. <laughs> yeah. It's a mess. So anyway, back to the games of week three. So now ranked number five, four, Notre Dame. Number four, Notre Dame. Went in, played Florida State at home. Yeah. Put up a good showing, 42-26. Uh, did catch a little bit of this game towards the end of the night, but it was, I think it was on when we were playing, so didn't get too much. But... Um, Listen, Florida State's not that good, but Notre Dame keeps rolling. Well, here's the thing is Notre Dame doesn't, isn't losing. You know, I mean, they keep moving up. They're number five last week. Now they're number four. And, I mean, if they keep it up, it, we might be seeing them as some competition. I mean, they're not far behind us. <laughs> well, here's here's the crazy thing. They're playing in the ACC schedule. So we could get a Notre Dame-Clemson ACC championship. Right. And for the first time in, like, 100 years, the ACC championship would matter. <laughs> So, that's kind of cool. That's actually true. Yeah. You know? But, um, so now down to the Red River Shootout, Showdown, Rivalry, whatever they call it, Oklahoma and Texas, oh. and this game was like throw up in a confetti cannon. Basically. No, and I'm not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was bad football, but it went four overtime, so it was exciting, but it was horrible. Well, here's the thing about these two teams. I mean, they're looking, they were both looking for a comeback. You know, I mean, they both suffered losses over teams they shouldn't have lost to the previous weekend. I mean, TS, TCU, Iowa State. It was a battle. You know, they went into overtime. We're not saying it's the best football we've seen, but it was a battle into overtime. And, you know, the um, Texas might have been leading into the half, but the Sooners came back, and they fought for it, you know, and I think that – I think I had said last week that uh, when we were predicting the Texas-Oklahoma game, I was like, you know, it's really going to be a show out because both these teams are going to want to come back. It's about who wants it more, and I, I think Oklahoma wanted it more. Yeah, I mean, listen, Oklahoma played well for the first three quarters. Texas comes back in the fourth quarter and scores 14 unanswered, goes into overtime. It, you know, it was really just... It, it was a shootout. It was a terrible, terrible shootout. There, like Sam Ellinger, thirty for fifty-three, two hundred eighty-seven yards, and two touchdowns. You would never know it if you watched the game. It was horrible. But he did kind of carry his team, so we'll give him credit there. Um, but threw an interception in the game. Spencer Rattler looked awful again. Two hundred nine yards, uh, three touchdowns, one interception. Big Twelve is just not good. Yeah, you know, I mean. <laughs> It's hard to compete. You know what I mean? We're talking about SEC most of the time. We're Alabama. You know, you yeah. get Big 12 in here. It's like, eh, it's just football. I think also <laughs> it looked as bad because we didn't, we didn't get to see the best team in the Big 12 this week in Oklahoma State. So right. I think, I don't know. I just thought there was not that many. There was a lot of lackluster games from the Big 12 this week. So I think that's why it just seemed that way. But, yeah, the Texas-Oklahoma game was not impressive in any sort of way. No. In entertaining? Absolutely. Yes. Impressive. So, um, yeah, I mean, do you have anything else to say on the Texas game? I, I think I'm just going to say let's move on. Yeah, okay. Now we go to Columbia, Missouri. 
This. <laughs> Let me just point this out. So, in the SEC, there are three teams with a mascot, same mascot of the Tigers, right? And for the past, I don't know, forever, um, it's really been Auburn and LSU is the top Tiger in the SEC, and then Missouri's like after Clemson, who's not even in the SEC. Well, if you thought LSU's woes were over, Taylor, they sure are not. (laughs) (laughs) You know, here's the thing with LSU. Am I always happy to see LSU lose? Absolutely. My thing with LSU this year is they're not – the program isn't bad. As much as I want to say it's a bad program, I think their defense is struggling because they got that new defensive coordinator. You know, the one from when they won the Natty last year went to go be head coach at Baylor, right? So now, what is it, Bo Pelini is the new one? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. And he's just struggling. I mean, he's struggling to – he's not running a good scheme. And, I mean, it's it's hurting the team. I mean, look at two losses now, you know. And we're talking about our reigning natty champs. Yeah. <laughs> and even on the other side of the ball, uh, the loss of Joe Brady, so evident. Oh, for so sure. So evident, you know. Yeah. Miles um, Brennan just – you know, it, it's crazy. He put – he was 29 for 48, 430 yards, four touchdowns. And, and again, this was also a shootout. And Missouri just kind of came back and stuck with him and had a huge goal line stand at the end of the game. A um, little questionable coaching with Coach O there, not taking his timeouts early enough. Right. But Missouri showed up, and they played well. Uh, their quarterback went 406 yards for four touchdowns as well. Um, yeah, just just a solid overall game for Missouri, and it, it ended up coming out, out on top over LSU. So. Yeah, and, you know, coming out on top over LSU has now knocked them out of the top 25, which is the first time in nine years a defending national champion has been knocked out of the top 25 ranking. So that's kind of crazy. So I'm going to ask this now. uh, Do you think Coach O is on the hot seat? Um, I would say so. I think when your team keeps losing like this, I think you at least a little bit get put on the hot seat. But I think – it depends on the defense. I think the defensive coordinator, you know, I think what he's going to do about that and if that improves. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. I mean, listen, LSU's got some tough games coming up. Mm-hmm. They're at Florida next Saturday. Real tough game. Gators are not happy with the loss this week. Um, then they're home versus South Carolina. South Carolina, not a bad team. But, you know, kind you of a, Just the middle of the pack. As he's, I mean, listen, LSU lost to Missouri. So... But South Carolina had not won since the last five games, and their first game they won was against Vandy, and that does not say much. Yeah, but they – Will Muschamp sucks, honestly. <laughs> uh, he's been killing them. So, we'll chalk a couple wins to the Tigers there, but then they got Auburn, Alabama, Arkansas, Texas A&M, Ole Miss. That's a tough schedule. Yeah. I, it's going to be real hard for the Tigers to come out on top in their next few games. Right. So. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of their season goes, you know, if they keep moving down or if, they, you know, they make a comeback. I'm, I'll be interested to see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they respond. Um, um, so now we're going to go to Auburn and Arkansas. Um, a little bit of a controversial ending. There, That was a big controversial ending. I mean, 30-28 to 28 and – Honestly, Arkansas should have won that game. I mean, I guess you could call it debatable. I don't think you could. I mean, the refs came back. I mean, they reviewed the play, and it should not have been – it should have been a fumble and a backwards pass, 
and they shouldn't have been able to make that field goal to win this game. I mean, yeah, we, we were watching the game together yesterday, and I jumped up, and I was like, that's a backwards pass. Yeah. That's a backwards pass, and they blew the play dead. And they go into review, and then they're coming out saying it's a spike. Right. Listen, shout out to Arkansas. They, they played really well. Felipe Franks played out of his mind. 22 for 30, 318 yards, four touchdowns, in yeah. the pouring rain. Now, I, I really feel for Arkansas on this. I mean, they got robbed. I mean, honestly, they got robbed of this game. It was a bad call on every level. It was a backwards pass. And, I mean, I don't even know what else to say about it because Arkansas should have won, and the, it was a bad call. Yeah, I mean, Arkansas pretty much outplayed them the entire game. Absolutely, yeah. So, uh, really upsetting loss for Arkansas. The SEC deserved. did come out, say that they were wrong, so... We'll see the implications of that. Obviously, the game's not going to be changed, but... That's the thing. I think that's almost worse to hear. And the SEC's like, hey, we were wrong, but you still lost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's a tough break for them, but they'll respond. They'll come back. Yeah, um, for sure. Arkansas showing a lot of light in their program with Sam Pittman. So, don't worry, Razorback fans. You are still fine. Next, we go to Kyle Field. Texas A&M coming off... Uh, Bad loss playing us. Yeah. Um, comes out, and they beat Florida. Number four Florida at the time. They that played a heck of a game. Kellen Mund, 25 for 35, 338 yards, three touchdowns. That, I mean, they beat – I was not expecting them to beat Florida. I was thinking back to my predictions again from last week, and I was like, no way does Texas A&M beat Florida. I mean, they were number four at the time. And then they came out, and I was like, oh. Here, here they are. Yeah. <laughs> Knocked Florida to number 10. And now Texas A&M is right on behind them at number 11. Yeah, I mean, it was it was one of those weird, like, 12 noon kickoff games where you kind of just turned it on and you were like, mm-hmm. whoa, you know, what's happening here? A&M's playing, playing a game. Um, but a really good performance. Good, uh, good showing for Jimbo after the last week's loss. I think a lot of people were not trusting him as much after last week's loss. So... Good win for him, and like I said, I have Texas A&M coming in second in the West, so I think they can keep this momentum going. Well, it was kind of a big deal. I mean, this they had been winless against top five opponents until this game, and now people can't say that anymore. So Yeah, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. It's really going to be interesting, but they played well. Good win for them. Florida's going to have to respond. They have LSU coming up this weekend. so I think they'll respond. Yeah. I think they'll come right on back. Listen, I, I think – I think it's a weird year with Corona, and everybody's got to play, you know, everyone in the same conference. So you are going to have these losses. SEC teams are going to have at least one loss, and that may even include us. But I don't think it's going to hurt the playoff implications. I think it's a tough conference. You're going to play everyone. So Florida, don't worry. I think you definitely have a chance, you know, if you beat Georgia and pull it out for the rest of the year. I think you're going to be just fine. Yeah. Yes. So speaking of Georgia, we're going to go to Georgia and Tennessee. Uh, the Vols came into Georgia, actually played them well for the first half. You know, they did. They actually, Georgia was losing going into the half. But then, you know, we came back after the half and uh, Tennessee didn't score again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Georgia, Georgia's defense kind of came up there. You know, Georgia's defense, I they carry this team, I think, personally. I think they have great defense and – you know, I mean, they held the Vols in the second half to 71 yards on 39 plays and forced five turnovers. Yeah, that's um, that's impressive. Right. Yeah, they're gonna be a little. They're gonna be tough to handle next week. But um, offensively, they they honestly didn't look amazing. I mean, Stetson Bennett was 
16 for 27, 238 yards, two touchdowns. It's just kind of like not, Mid- not Mac Jones. Middle of the road game. <laughs> Defense saved them for sure. Oh, and the thing with Tennessee is they're improving. Like, I will say, like, watching them play this season has been better, but I don't think they're going to ascend to that next level until their quarterback position gets better. Yeah, listen, they got an okay quarterback right yeah. now. He, you know, he, he understands the offense. He can play fairly well. Um, but he's just not what they need yet. Right. And I think they're close. I just I think Jeremy Pruitt's got a good base right now, and they're definitely going to be someone to look – forward to in the next few years mm-hmm. but as of right now i don't see tennessee being elite yet um but th- they're gonna stay in the top 25 for most of the year they're gonna be okay yeah so i agree um so moving on to the final game we want to talk to talk about clemson and miami you know you have to talk about them because it is a blowout victory as clemson remains number one i mean 42 to 17 I, I'm not surprised at this point. I mean, Clemson is a great team. I said it last week. I'll say it every week. Clemson's a great team. I mean, Trevor Lawrence and his team, I mean, he had 29 out of 41 passes, 292 yards, three touchdowns, and not to mention, even Clemson's defense had the best showing of their season thus far. Yeah, uh, Clemson looks like a complete team, and it's week four for them. So, yeah. uh, yikes. It, honestly it's, it's always this and you know i mean clemson is the team to beat they're a great team yeah, yeah listen i don't i don't know if we've seen them play anyone yet i know miami was seven and undefeated but they they're not they were pretenders as most people would say they were not they really weren't real at any point and you could see that last night they just got absolutely dominated so right you know, Clemson most likely going to just cruise through the season. Again, like I said before, I think it's going to be interesting with Notre Dame coming into the factor this year, and they might be able to play each other at the end of the year. So we don't know. I think it'll be interesting. But as of right now, Clemson looks amazing, and they're going to continue to look amazing like they always do. Right. So Absolutely. All right. Well, now we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with some predictions for this coming week. Hey, I'm Paul Feinbaum, my favorite station in the world, 90.7, The Capstone. Welcome back to Fourth and Go, y'all. We're here, me and Brandon Morass, to talk about Alabama this weekend. Alabama versus Ole Miss. You know, we came out on top with the win, but it could have gone a little smoother. Brandon, what's your opinion? I just, I'm so conflicted right now about Alabama football. Um, the offense was amazing. Um, the defense made me want to bash my head off the wall. But we'll get to that. Win's a win, right? <laughs> a win is a win. And, you know, a lot of things happened during this game that I thought was interesting. Um, Alabama letting Ole Miss score 48 points. This is the most Alabama has allowed to an unranked opponent in the AP era since 1936. That, that's a long time, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not very good. Listen, I mean, I think we knew, like we said last week, we knew they were going to score points. I don't think we knew that they were going to score this many points. What was your prediction last week? Not that close. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think it was like 50-something to 32 or something along those lines. So, yeah, this wasn't, this wasn't a good performance for our defense. Now, Mm-mm. be it – there were weather conditions with the hurricane coming through, um, rumors of 
Lane Kiffin possibly having our signals, but honestly, there was there was really no excuse for the poor performance. What do you think about that with Lane Kiffin? I mean, the fact that Nick Saban even made a, a comment after the game saying that he thinks that he had our signals. What do you think? Listen, it, I don't have a problem with it because it's fairly common. Um, you know, the signal thing for me, yeah, is it doesn't affect the game. Yeah, does it happen a lot? Also, yeah. So I mean, like, as as much as as much as everybody uses it as an excuse for how bad we played, it's somewhat of an excuse, but it's not it's not completely unexcusable for the performance they had. I mean, plain and simple, they didn't play good defense yesterday, regardless of if they had our signals or not. Um, well, luckily, um, on top of that defense, our offense was incredible. I mean, we um, 723 yards of offense that ranked in second in SEC history. I mean, <laughs> Mac Jones, like, I mean, I say it every week now. I mean, he is a not a force to be reckoned with. I mean, 28 out of 32 passes, that's, inc- that's great. You know, I mean, 417 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he leads this offense so perfectly. I mean, he really gets us through. Yeah, I mean I- – I, I got to stop saying the A.J. McCarron thing because he's way better than A.J. McCarron yeah. was. <laughs> um, you know, Mac is just – he's solid in the backfield. He, I, I, what I loved about this game was, especially with the weather, um, Alabama couldn't really go down the field with that deep ball like they normally do. And just – I think it was just because of factors of weather and the way the game was being played. You know, we couldn't really take those shots because we didn't want to risk it. But Mac just read the defense really well, took what he got from them, and had a great game out of it. Um, you know, just finding everyone underneath. I thought he just he read it well. He understood what was going on. And he didn't force anything, and that's exactly what we need out of a quarterback, honestly. No, absolutely. And then we have Najee over here. I mean, five touchdowns once again. You know, what's funny about him is, like, yes, he had a fumble last night, which was actually his first one of his career, but – I mean, five touchdowns, you know? I mean, if you're going to make up for a fumble, go score five yeah, times, go, you know? <laughs> go score five times. I'm sure we'll be okay with it. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, listen. Uh, Najee is just – the fumble was a little ridiculous. Honestly, I thought the forward progress was stopped. The ref was coming in. So we'll see what uh, – if the SEC comes out with any, like, retractions about that or anything like that. But, listen, 206 yards – Five touchdowns. I mean, at the end of the game, we're wrapping it up. He goes off for a 50-yard touchdown, which was absolutely amazing. So, you know, I'm very happy with Najee. I said it before the season that I think he's a Heisman candidate, and I think this definitely cemented it. Absolutely. And then what about Devontae Smith? I mean, 13 receptions. Also, he is now the first player in the last 20 years to have 150 receiving yards and a rushing touchdown in the same game. I mean, Devontae's just a beast. He's a beast. Yeah. He just – he's carried our offense before. He's continuing to carry our offense again. He's just an absolute animal. Our offense is just – you know, it's like it really carries the game. Like, we have this unstoppable offense this year, which is interesting for Alabama because we're usually a defensive team, you know? And yeah. And I feel like this year our offense has really came out on top. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if we're necessarily not a defensive team anymore. I just think that we had a bad showing, and Mac and the offense came out and understood that the way to win this game is to outscore them, and we need to score fast, and that's exactly what they did. So, listen, whenever your team can adjust and play a different game on demand, um, 
you're going to you're going to be successful and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get talking about the defense in a little bit, but it's really true credit to this offense for coming out and putting up the performance they did because without that, we might be in a different place. Absolutely. So. Well, speaking of our defense, I mean, we do have to talk about it, I suppose. Um, we gave up 647 yards yesterday. Yeah, it's that's not good. Saban, not impressed. He said after the game, we didn't do anything well. We didn't stop the run. We gave up some plays on the back end. Just didn't play very well. And, you know, I mean, it's just kind of true. <laughs> yeah. I, it almost looked like they were confused. Mm-hmm. Like, almost, like, ridiculously confused. Like, they had no idea what was going on. And, uh, you know, it just, like, it felt like we were just dumb. Like, it just looked... Like, we didn't know what was going on. It looked like communications between Dylan Moses and Pete Golding were off. It looked like Dylan was trying to call play, and Pete was just trying to take that away and call what he wanted, and then Saban was trying to get in his him. It just looked like a mess. So I don't know what's got to change before next week, but they better figure it out. It's got to get figured out. I mean, Georgia's defense right now is something else, and if we come out there like that, I'm going to be a little nervous, honestly. Yeah, I mean... So... I don't know. We'll see. I mean, a lot of the Alabama community right now is calling for Pete Golding's head and a uh, different change. And it's going to be interesting to see. I think it would be a weird move to remove your D.C. before the biggest game of your season. Right. However, if it's necessary, listen, I'm not I'm – not, I don't care either way. I just want our defense to play better. I do too. I mean, we know they're young, but – they got to step it up a little bit more. I mean, there's too much talent on that, you know, the defensive side for us to come out and give this kind of showing against Ole Miss this weekend. Yeah, and, you know, an even worse part, Jordan Battle gets a uh, targeting call at the end of the game, so we don't have him for the first half of the Georgia game. Right. And he was a significant force in the A&M game, so it's going to be really interesting to see how the tide adjusts from losing him because that's a very, very important – loss for us so the tide are really gonna have to respond um yeah you know yesterday's win just didn't feel good it it didn't feel right and you know I mean we're sitting there um I think it got tied up right before halftime but even just that I mean it's Ole Miss you know I mean right before halftime we were losing and we scored one more before going into halftime but it was like what is this Alabama you know yeah, and listen, cre- credit to where credit's due. Lane Kiffin called a great game on offense yesterday. He did. Um, you know, they did, they did some really good things on the offensive side. So it wasn't completely um, on us, but it definitely was majority on us, and that's something that needs to be fixed very, very soon. Um, so, I listen, I'm a little worried for the guys who are on defense who are going to have to walk into that meeting on Monday. It's uh, – it's going to be rough, but oh, yeah. it needs to be because they got to get in check for Georgia. Yeah, kind of, you know, we'll get into it more when we talk about our next week predictions, but we can get into a little bit now. Um, Georgia looked great. They uh, did. Listen, they, they gave up 21 to Tennessee, so I we're going to get our shots in. It's a matter if we stop them or not. Right. Can we outscore them? Yeah. That's the thing is it's not our offense, like, that I'm worried about. I know that we can outscore Georgia, but it's a matter of Georgia's defense right. stopping our offense. You well, know? yeah, I mean, Georgia's defense is going to get stops. We're not going to be – we're not going to be, like, you know, just playing 
fantastic every time and scoring every time like we have. It's right. not going to happen. I think it's going to be a good matchup. I think it's going to be a close game. I think UGA is a good team this year, and I just need our defense to in the next six days to just kind of get it together. Like I said before, this game with Georgia is very, very important, mm-hmm. but odds are there's going to be a rematch to this game in December. Right. So, um, you know, as Tide fans, yes, this game is important, and it always will be important, and of course we're going to win, but let's not – Let's remember not to lose our heads if the unthinkable happens. I mean, also, I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like a lot of Tide fans are coming at people on the team that just don't need to be, Like, we are so spoiled as a fan base that it started to get to the point where we're blaming people that don't even have control. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, that this is a shout-out to all the Crimson Tide fans. Like, let's, let's remember that we have... It's, what, 10, 15 years now of legacy from Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. Let's remember that we are a very lucky fan base, and we're going to do what we're going to do, and we're going to get to the spot that we need to be in. Well, sometimes I think we forget that our fan base is so lucky. I mean, you look at other schools, and you typically lose a good bit. You know, I mean, that just happens, and right. that's, you're still a fan base. But we've just gotten so spoiled with we don't lose. So when we do or we don't have a great showing, you know, it's like everyone gets so upset, and it's like, look at the big picture here. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen. Nick Saban came in in 2008, and he said, trust the process. Well, the process has been doing pretty damn well since then. So, Alabama fans, I understand. Listen, we came in and we criticized the defense, but that's our job. And it's okay for you guys to do it too, but let's remember one thing. We're going to go into practice this week. We're going to work hard. The process is going to continue, and we're going to be ready to go for Georgia. Absolutely. So on that note, we're going to take a quick little break, Mm -hmm. and we'll be right back with the 4th and Gold podcast. Hi, this is Eli Gold, the voice of the Crimson Tide, and I love 90.7, the capstone. All right, y'all, we are back, 4th and Gold. Here we are. We're ready to talk about predictions for this coming week, my personal favorite. (laughs) So we got number one Clemson against Georgia Tech. Now, I know what most are thinking is Clemson is going to dominate this game. They are not wrong. But I just want to say that Tech had an impressive win over Louisville last week, and they do have a freshman quarterback who I think has a chance to develop into a good player. So, yes, we know Clemson will obviously beat Georgia Tech, but I just want to acknowledge that Tech, you know, they're not bad. They have some, they have some quality. This is going to be an absolute <laughs> route. Like, I know viewers couldn't see my face while she was talking, but okay. this is going to be an absolute There was no route. denying <laughs> that it's going to be an absolute blowout. I'm just acknowledging that Tech, you know, they, they did some good things. I mean, it won't matter against Clemson, but hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. I, listen, anytime Clemson goes into an ACC game, it's going to be a route. Like, we know. We know. The I ACC just, sucks. Just trying to be helpful with a little tech over here. Okay? I they have something. I think they appreciate you shouting them out. I wish someone would listen. Yeah. I tried. Tech fans, we got you, but also, like... We got you, but you're going to lose. lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, also. Um, all right. Next game. Well, let's get a prediction for that one. Score prediction. Can I say, like, 200 to zero? Maybe all two? That's a, that's a little aggressive. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, tech. Um, <laughs> I would say... Maybe, like, maybe somewhere in, like, the... I, I'm going to give them two touchdowns, okay? So, maybe, like, 14 to, like, 40-something. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I think that's probably about right. 
Next game we're going to is Auburn. Hooray. Number 14, Auburn. You know, it's just Carolina isn't a very talented team. We know that. All right, actually, I don't know if you think that because I feel like we're going to have a little debate on this one. Sound the alarms! I do not see... Upset alert! I don't see it. South Carolina does not win. They won one game against Vandy, and if they lost to Vandy, then, I mean, it's Vandy. They hadn't won before that last five games. You know Auburn pretty much lost to Arkansas. Okay, I get that. (laughs) I get... I understand (laughs) that they they should have lost, and then Georgia kind of, you know, kicked their butt a little. But I just think, overall, Auburn is still the better team than South Carolina. Oh, I 100% agree. But, like, it's in South Carolina. I don't know. I like it. I like upset alert. I think Auburn's on a slippery slope. I think Gus Malzahn is on his way out. I think upset alert, South Carolina... Putting Gus Malzahn on the hot seat, Auburn program in a little bit of a rut. Well, you know, South Carolina is kind of known for that. I mean, they did it to Georgia last year. Maybe they'll do it to Auburn this year. Yeah. I don't know. I, we'll see. The, right. o- the only problem coming from that is will Will Muschamp beat the South Carolina Gamecocks? And for anyone who doesn't know, Will Muschamp is the coach for the South Carolina Gamecocks. So. <laughs> All right, so you're saying South Carolina is going to win and I'm saying Auburn's going to win? Yeah, I think this is the first one we've differed on on the show. So really? Because I, I think Tech's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, th- I think we're getting a 21-17 South Carolina Gamecocks bringing it home. Auburn loses. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think it's going to be a good game. I think they're definitely going to you know show out, but they're not going to beat Auburn. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't say it every week because I have to be somewhat credible. But, like, I, I just wish all of them lose every week, so. Well, you know, we're here, not here for wishing. <laughs> <laughs> we're here for facts. Here for factual oh. information. <laughs> Only. Okay, so now that we're past that, let's go to Tennessee versus Kentucky. Taylor, who do you have in this game? <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I think, I do not think Kentucky's a bad team. I want that on the record. I'm not calling them bad, okay? I mean, look, they just, they didn't even let Miss State score this past weekend, okay? But we all know that Tennessee has been improving. I mean, they're number 18. Every single week, I see them get better. And I I think they're going to beat the Wildcats. I don't think it's going to be this big blowout thing. I think Kentucky is going to hold them. I think they're going to, you know, it's going to be a good game. But I think ending-wise, Tennessee is going to win. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. It's in Knoxville. Knoxville. Tennessee's playing well, coming off a tough loss to Georgia. Um, I don't particularly see this as a trap game. I think Tennessee's going to take care of business like they have been. You know, they had a good showing against Georgia. I don't even – I'm like, they didn't score in the second half, but I think that's just Georgia being Georgia. Mm-hmm. I don't think – I think there's two tiers of talent right now. I think Georgia, Alabama – Clemson, they're all on that upper tier, and there's other teams. It's just, um, and then I think there's a second tier who can also affect the college football world, and that's Tennessee, that's Florida, that's A&M. Right. So I think Tennessee is going to take care of business and keep doing what they're doing and continue on with their pretty good season. So I agree. Uh, I'm going. Yeah, who are you going? 35-14 Tennessee. You think? You're not going to let them score anymore? I would say a little closer. I'd say maybe like 21-34. I would give them like a number. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think Tennessee's just going to be playing some inspired football this week just yeah. because of last week. So I feel. 
Well, how about our next one? Louisville versus our number four, Notre Dame. So I haven't really got to watch a lot of Notre Dame this year. Um, but from what I've seen so far, they look pretty darn good. Um, it's in Notre Dame. Louisville, not that great of a team this year. Right. Um, yeah, th- this is Notre Dame all the way. I, I kind of just feel like um, this is just another easy win for Notre Dame to keep moving up in the polls. Yeah, I, I think this is definitely – I think what's interesting about Notre Dame season is they're playing in the ACC, which – for Clemson, it doesn't really do much for them. Right. Because they've done that, and they've shown that they just absolutely dominate the conference. Mm-hmm. What's good for Notre Dame is Notre Dame's not playing the weird games like Navy and some Americans and some Pac-12. Like, right. They have a centralized schedule against some formidable teams, so I think you know they're going to they're gonna win, and they're going to keep building the resume because people are going to respect the ACC wins. Um, so... Yeah, Notre Dame. So, we both got Notre Dame on this one? Yeah. Nor- Hard call. Hard call. Notre Dame, 28-7. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that <laughs> Something one. Something like that. <laughs> mm. Well, moving right on down, how about LSU versus our number 10, Florida? What you thinking? Go Gators. <laughs> you know, I just think LSU just continues to show us kind of that their 2019 season is just kind of in the past as they just you know kind of fell right out of the top 25 rankings this week and I think Florida is looking for their comeback and I think they're going to get it by beating LSU if Arkansas didn't lose to Auburn LSU would be the worst team in the league right now that's true that is a great point (laughs) and the irony of that is um Arkansas should have won yeah (laughs) so technically if we want to be like right like right now it's like Mississippi State and LSU, but Mississippi State already beat LSU. So right. LSU, quasi, well, no, Vandy's, Vandy's in the SEC. Oh, gosh. That's not even fair. We don't even count Where Vandy. is the that? worst team in the SEC. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what? We both got Florida's going to beat LSU. Oh, yeah, Florida, Florida's going to try. So. Right. Can I get a score? Uh, 45-7. Okay, you do not believe that. Do you actually believe that? No, I'm kidding. Miles Brenton's actually going to have a good game, but it's going to be like 35 to. 28. Okay, I could get on the board with that better. I think, yeah. Yeah. Let's give him some credit, I guess. I know, seriously. One touchdown, come on. No. <laughs> so guy, guy can dream, right? Well, you know, <laughs> I suppose. All right, Texas A&M, Mississippi State. Mississippi State on the decline, very much so. Um, um, Mississippi State had the worst showing this weekend, 24-2. to two. Um, They threw 70 passes, and they didn't score once. <laughs> it, yeah, uh, let's put it this way. Mike Leach came out of week one as the savior of the program. Um, well, that's not really going as well as it is. <laughs> it's, He's just not – I don't know what's going on. It, and here's the thing. Like you said, they threw it 70 times, and KJ Costello, like, didn't even play that bad. I mean, he did it four interceptions, let's say that. But right. he still threw for over 200 yards, and – I don't know. They're just not putting the pieces together right now. I have Texas A&M winning this game. Yeah, Texas A&M coming off a big win against Florida. Right. I think they're hype right now. I mean, they beat Florida. They're moving up in the polls. I think that they're just going to keep it going this weekend. Yeah, Mississippi State, I'm going 28-21. See, I th- now Miss State A&M. is the one that I would give them seven points. I mean, they just scored two last weekend. Yeah, they did only weekend. score two. <laughs> 
You know, I don't know. I think I think they're gonna bounce back. They're not okay. bad offensively. Like they're really not that bad. Yeah. They just did not show up. No. <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be tough to show up and play after you just got beat by Arkansas. So. Well. All right. So we both got Texas A and M. Texas A and M. Absolutely. Back. All right. Who's next? Are we going to North Carolina, Florida State? Is that what we're going to now? You know, North Carolina showed up. They're in the top five with us. Yeah, Sam Howell. Sam Howell looking great, honestly. Um, Obviously not going to be a threat for uh, Clemson at all. No. But Sam Howell looking great. Um, UNC really looking good. They're going to be, you know, they're going to get a good bowl this year. Well, here's the thing, too. I mean, they're undefeated. They're doing great. And while the Seminoles haven't showed up to any team, you know, that actually gives real competition. So I definitely have North Carolina in this game, 100%. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Florida State is still on their slow and steady decline Mm -hmm. um, from college football greatness. So, yeah, I got North Carolina all day. I think they're playing really good football. I think they're playing inspired football. Um... I don't know, 45-10. Okay. That's fair. I don't think I've been right with a score prediction this year, though, but I'm going to get one right. Well, I'm trying to get better. All my predictions are keeping all these upsets, and I'm like, oh, okay. We're going to have to start writing down our predictions we and are. keep a log, you know? All right. I think last week I was, like, over. Other than the I think tide, I, was, I think I was like one and eight. <laughs> uh, it's okay because, ladies and gentlemen, we are at the most important game that we wanted to talk about today. Number two, Alabama versus number three, Georgia, in Tuscaloosa, Saturday night. How are you feeling about this, Brandon? Um, worried. <laughs> no, not really that worried. Uh, I think I think this is going to be a great game. I think both sides of the ball for both teams are looking pretty decent, although our terrible defensive showing last week. Um, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see. I mean, it's probably one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in college football right now, versus one of the best, if not the best defense in college football right now. So this is going to be a really interesting matchup. Um, a lot of talent on both sides. Kirby coming in. Um First return to Tuscaloosa, I believe. And um, it'll definitely be interesting. It'll definitely be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how Alabama responds from uh, last week mm-hmm. and the defensive mishaps. And it'll certainly be interesting to see how Georgia responds to our offense. Well, yeah, that's what I think what you were saying is going to be interesting. Is I mean, Georgia has nothing on Mac Jones and his offense. I mean, they simply don't. But, like you just said, it could be said the other way around. I mean, you saw our defensive playing this year. I mean, not this year, this past weekend. And, you know, maybe we don't have anything on Georgia's defense. I don't know. But Stinson – Stetson Bennett, I yeah. do want to talk about. I – can he lead the team? Can he lead Georgia's team? I think the coaches don't really seem to trust him. And, I mean, we know he's no match for Jones. And do you think he's capable of leading his team to victory against us this weekend? Um – I, I think it's interesting because, again, they had a tough game against Tennessee this past week. And like I said, it wasn't even the offense who took over. It was the defense who came up, showed up, showed leadership, and let the offense work. So I don't know if we've seen that yet. And I don't. he's going to have to show it, I think, because our offense is going to put some pressure on Georgia's defense. Right. So I think it's going to be one of those games where it's important, where the other quarterback does have some leadership skills and he can come in, ball out. And it's going to be interesting. Listen, he is – 
he's fairly new. We don't really know much about him. Well, you know, he was a walk-on, and he played at, like, a JUCO college, like, prior to now starting for Georgia. Right. And I don't know. I just feel like his level just isn't, like, the same. I'm, I'm going to say this right now. The key to Alabama winning is run the football. If we establish the run early mm-hmm. and we can get yards with Najee, their secondary is probably the weakest link of their defense. Yeah. Their front four and their linebackers are amazing. So if we can draw them in with a run and start throwing it deep, I think we got a good shot. I really do. Well, here's the thing. End of the day, these this is the number two and number three playing each other. They're both undefeated. They're both very good teams. It's going to be – it's not going to be a blowout for either side. I think, you know, I mean, I guess a little biased opinion, Alabama's going to come through and win. Yeah. But it's not going to be an easy win. No, this is going to be a dogfight. Yeah. In every sense of the word. Um, this is going to be an absolute brawl. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting if you got your tickets. Congratulations. I did. Did you? I had to buy one. Oh, I had to buy one too. That's yeah. what I meant. I mean, I, I, spent, I spent almost spent. like $300 yep. today getting one. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Yep, I, I did the exact same, uh, but it's not one to miss, you know? It's so. not. I mean, it, it's going to be a game, and it's going to be a game that we're there for, for four quarters because we spent $300 on a ticket. Also, <laughs> let's talk about it's a 7 p.m. game. Yeah. Let's get those lights I going, baby. love night mm. games. You know what? It's, it's a home game. It's a night game. There's something about to – I know it's a smaller crowd, but it's still a crowd, and it's a night game in Tuscaloosa. Those lights, I mean, I feel like – our players are going to be so hyped, too, that it does give us a little advantage. I feel like home team always has a little bit more of advantage. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, Georgia's going to come out and play inspired football. They yes. really are. And um, what? So are we. We're going to be ready. I, this game is going to be so much fun, mm-hmm. and we've been looking forward to this game since last year. We were a little nervous that it wasn't going to happen with COVID, and now it's here. And uh, we're ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I think, I think Alabama's ready for it. You know, I think – I think it's going to be a good – it's going to be a good matchup. I mean, there's no clear winner right now, honestly. I think it's going to be a great showing on both sides. And I think turnovers are going to be the key in this game. And, you know, whoever ends up making the fewer mistakes is going to be the winner. Yeah. So, can we get a score prediction? I think it's going to be like – oh, gosh. Okay. I think it's going to be a close scoring. I think it's going to be maybe like, I don't know, like 42-35, like something like that range i'm going 45 35 and i'm going with mac jones having three touchdowns i'm gonna say he's gonna have five no actually that's a little high i'm gonna say four i'm gonna go three okay um he always gets three though so i feel like he's really gonna show out in this game and get at least one more it's a big game it's a big week he always has three. That's why I said three. Oh, I Can't see lose. what you're doing. Can't lose. Not trying to go for the <laughs> you risk You follow here. the trend and you win. I well, mean, like, you already are going to lose because Auburn's going to beat South Carolina. No, I mean, do I, we need to put a bet on it? <laughs> I'm telling you, upset alert. Sound the alarms in Columbia. Okay. Listen, last this past week in Columbia, Missouri, an upset happened. I'm saying the trend's going with the Columbias, and we're going to Columbia, South Carolina, and we're getting another upset. Well, you know what, folks? We'll, we shall see. We shall see. <laughs> Listen, folks, this has been the 4th and Gold Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.